Good evening, baseball fans. It is January 4th. It is a Thursday. Uh, happy New Year. I don't I don't know what the when the moratorium is on on wishing someone a happy new year is because it's like the fourth. Is it too is it too long? Is that weird? We're already off on a tangent. It's, it's delightful. <laughs> um, anyways, I'm Susie. This is Bourbon and Baseball, and we have a very special episode uh for you guys today. It is a Sean Spradling. If you guys are not familiar with Sean's work, you should be. If you've watched any sort of world baseball coverage you would know you should know sean um i lovingly refer to him as the wbc guy literally almost a year ago sean like i looked back on that that episode that we did and it was like december of 22 when i was all wow almost yeah. to the date yeah yeah like it's a whole new world sean a whole new world <laughs> um yes <laughs> lots of hap lots has happened since you know like the last time we chatted um so i know you guys did a lot of i say you guys like you have a mouse in your pocket i know you did a lot of wbc coverage um i know you also went to baseball united and did that whole fun thing so let's um let's start from the top let's let's start from the wbc stuff yeah you're okay with that um, yeah absolutely i'm always okay with wbc talk <laughs> you're like uh you know i don't really want to talk about the wbc let's talk about <laughs> the white Sox instead no um so you guys you just released your like you know 12 top 12 favorites like moments of the wbc mm -hmm. um so i was i'm like i was gonna ask you like what was your favorite moment but you you gave us your top 12 so if you guys did not check that out on on twitter you guys definitely should but for those that are not on twitter um sean why don't you kind of recap that maybe in your own words and like you know set the stage mm -hmm. of like where you were sitting or standing or leaning i don't know like give us kind of like the breakdown the behind the scenes of the stuff that we didn't see yeah totally no that it i mean 2023 is like in my, like honestly covering baseball like i always knew i wanted to work in baseball and like i'm still hoping to make this more of a permanent thing but if i were to stop right now and like 2023 was it i would be happy because it was just it was a dream <laughs> like from the wbc to going to dubai with baseball united like it was like i've already experienced so much more than i ever could have hoped and dreamed to through the baseball world i've met so many people and like you said the wbc was such a big part of that mm -hmm. and really how like it all started for me um so with and you're right i did post like the top 12 moments for like of, of mine of the wbc and that's actually my pinned tweet right now on my profile um uh, so i don't know how long it's going to be up there because it was like technically like the 12 days of christmas wbc version so it's, it's pretty far past christmas now i might take that down pretty soon but listen the, mor the moratorium on happy new year hasn't happened yet so definitely the 12 favorite days <laughs> of christmas wbc moments like it's allowed it will allow it yeah okay we'll allow cool, it, cool. Well, then for anyone listening that wants to see those, I made like a little, I edited together like a little video of every of one of the top 12 of my favorite moments of the WBC. I also have them on Instagram too. So yeah, go watch those. But it was, I mean, just the entire tournament was, um, I mean, magical, honestly, like from the new countries that have never played in the WBC to like historic moments, obviously the last at bat, I mean, with, Sho with Shohei Otani versus Mike Trout, um, players like Randy Rosarena taking the spotlight for from like for the entire world. Everybody fell right. in love with him for a couple of weeks. Um, there were just there was storyline after storyline after storyline, and I had the privilege, like the massive opportunity, to be able to go in person to Pool C for the pool games, um, which was the U.S., Mexico, Canada, Colombia, Great Britain, and Phoenix. So I was there for the pool games, which was a blast. Like I got to see USA versus Mexico, where honestly there were more Mexican fans than American fans, even though it was in Phoenix. Uh, it was wild. Like it, it was just super, super loud. Um, saw Great Britain play in their first ever WBC. Um, and I mean, it was, it was so much fun. I got actually, again, I had like the, the opportunity to get media credentials through my podcast, thanks to 
uh, Rob in baseball isn't boring. Um, it was, I got to be on the field, like meet all these players. Like I'm honestly, we're a year past it. And I'm still trying to process like all that I, I had the opportunity to do. I'm going to be dream, like living off of that dream for, <laughs> for years from now. Right. Um, so I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Like when, literally when you posted that thread, I was like, Oh, you know what? I'll go back and like, I'll watch these. Cause I, I didn't have time. Like right, right. That right at that second. Yeah. And then as, um, as I was like, I say getting prepared, like I prepared a bunch of questions. I did not. Uh, but uh, going back and like looking through that thread, I got goosebumps again. And the WBC was so much fun for me just as like a, as a baseball fan, because this was my first WBC. Like I, I wasn't a baseball fan the last time it came around. And yeah. so all of this, the excitement, the energy, it all came rushing back to me and I'm all, oh my gosh, like John was there, like live. Were you just over the moon like the entire time? Did you have like goosebumps? Like, tell me. Oh yeah. Tell me all of that, Sean. Like, oh yeah, um, no, I like in 2017, that was the first WBC I watched. I didn't really watch the 2013 at all. I was in high school and I didn't, honestly didn't even really know what was going on. Right. Um, so 2017, I watched a couple games um, and like the highlights, obviously, like watched the championship, watched USA win. And so I loved it, but didn't get to watch like nearly as much as I wanted to. Um, and I'm uh, like, I was still growing in my baseball fandom. I was pretty young. And so like I was in college, so I had other things to do, like I would go to class and like whatever. But right. now with this WBC, I was like, okay, this is the one I'm going to watch every single game, which I still didn't get to watch every game, <laughs> but I tried to as much as I could, but go like I, before this last year there, I would not have dreamed that I was actually going to be able to go, um, to the WBC. Cause I mean, I'm, I'm on my first job. Like I'm, I'm young. I don't have that much money. Like I wasn't planning on like flying and going to watch these games, but got to go to the pool games in Phoenix and then for the semifinals and a final in uh, Miami. Um, yeah. I'm, I was on the field. I got to interview players and like I said, I'm still like over the moon and like processing everything that happened. Like I got to talk to Mookie Betts, Ken Griffey Jr. Like these guys that I've been watching play my entire life or like idolizing all growing up. Right. Um, even like saw like something I didn't really post about saw Larry Walker on the field. He was one of the coaches for, um, for Canada. No one really <laughs> talked about Larry Walker being there, like another hall of famer. Um, so like, yeah, oh, just, just like, nonchalantly, just uh, <laughs> going to be over here talking to Larry Walker, you know? Yeah. And I think I, I would, I'd love to hear from you, but I, I think it's just like experiencing the atmosphere in person, but also from home, just like, seeing the players play for their countries and how much energy excitement there was all the fans like the crowds were packed it just felt so different from like the everyday like baseball game mlb season that we get to see every year which like mlb is the best league in the world like it's right. we're it's special that we get to have that in our country to watch every year but with this being every three to four years it's just different and special in a way that like we we don't really see this anywhere else in baseball yeah, I, like I said, I hadn't, I, I wasn't a baseball fan back in 2017. So th this was totally new. Um, and I, like my allegiance was split when Korea was actually playing and in it. I'm all, oh crap. Oh, like, yeah. I'm like, well, I got, like, it obviously like Korea, but like, yay, you, you know? And so yeah. um, I was, you know, just, I think I did wake up early to watch one of those, those Korea games when it was like super early. I think it was. Yeah. 5 a.m., 6 a.m. maybe. Um, and my yeah, those like, games in Pool B, those were like 3 a.m. Honestly, yeah. like 3, 4 a.m. It was rough. <laughs> yeah, my husband's like, what are, what are you doing? And I'm all, watching baseball. He's like, are you kidding me right now? He's like, it's not even, it's not even like MLB. I'm like, I know, it's Korea. And he, and he, he he wasn't about it. He was like, mm, no, that's that's not what we're gonna do here. And I was like, um, no, we we are. That's that's what we're definitely gonna do. So, um, oh, yeah. but I I was so excited to to start talking about all of the WBC stuff, Sean. That I didn't even give the normal warning that I usually give to the uh, to the people that this is a rated R podcast. That uh, there will be lots of cuss words just because that's who I am as a person. <laughs> um, and good warning. Yes. Yeah. So, so typically I, I give the warning much earlier, but thankfully I did not let out any F-bombs yet. So um, it, it is, it is rated R for the, uh, all of the uh, 
four little words that will that will inevitably rain down and um some of the inappropriate adult humor just because i am a like a 12 year old boy when it when it comes to my my humor so uh there's there's the warning guys so if there's any like tiny ears listening uh later on or you know if the tiny ears are listening now maybe don't do that that's probably not the best idea so um i know you said that you got to do a lot of the a lot of different interviews sean who was one of your favorites because i know you got to do what like bobby wood jr and like rocky sasaki mm-hmm. like yeah so you got to did you get to just like talk to mookie Betts or did you actually interviewed mookie Betts? like uh i interviewed him he was i mean he's one of the best players in the world one of the most famous so very a very coveted interview for those who are on the field trying to talk to players so i probably got a minute with him uh-huh. um it was like it was literally like hey would would you mind like i just want to ask you a couple questions it'll be super quick like a minute or so he's like yeah for sure and then right right after i talked with him another person like ran up to him another person after that so it's it's pretty overwhelming for players i sometimes i, I kind of feel for them sometimes but in that like setting where like it's just such a different atmosphere than like the regular I, monotonous middle of right. the mlb season you know um, I think the players were really willing to give interviews, which is I was so grateful for. So yeah, I got to talk to Mookie. Um, I I think the one that I was most starstruck was definitely Griffey, um, talking to Ken Griffey Jr. I, I, he maybe gave me like thirty seconds because he was even more like busy. And people were right. like, like there was a whole line to talk to him, but I I kind of just blacked out the whole thirty seconds. I just I don't even know what I asked. I don't even know what I told him. I asked him like two or three questions and. That was it. Then I was like, thank you so much. I got a picture with him, which is crazy. Like sent that to my parents and my parents freaked out about that. Um, but That's awesome. yeah, that was, that was probably the one I was most starstruck with. Mookie was really, really cool. Bobby Witt Jr. was such a cool guy. Um, I think of the guys on Team USA, he was the one I got to talk to most and uh-huh. just felt like so genuine. Like he was so genuinely interested in the interview and in me just like talking um and he's like the guy i felt like of all the players there that i felt like i could be like such good friends with (laughs) like if we just like went to go hang out like right throw like it'd be it'd be so natural (laughs) and i'm living in dallas he's from dallas so maybe someday we'll we'll meet up you're you're like you know bobby you know (laughs) if uh if ever you need a throwing partner like i'm right here i just just saying like um nah but he was super cool um so got to talk to him before the usa mexico game and then actually uh, after the championship as well and it was i'm i'm so happy that he got the chance to be on the team because i mean that whole roster was star-studded it was stacked uh, top to bottom he didn't get too many at bats through the tournament but a lot of those guys are are going to be retiring soon like in the next well i say soon but as in like the next wbc or two so like six years Right. Um, and he's he's the next guy up to start a shortstop, um, in my opinion, at least. Um, so he got some like really valuable experience with those veteran names in the in the dugout. And in my interview with him after the the championship, he talked all about how like his favorite part of the WBC was just getting to see them in the everyday, like getting to see how they went about their business what they were like on the field, what they were like off the field, seeing like how Mike Trout prepared for games, seeing how Mookie would like get in the zone. So it was really cool. And I think that that experience for him is invaluable for his career. That is awesome. Like I, I'm just so thrilled for you because I remember the first time that, that I had you on, like all of this was like barely starting and (laughs) you hadn't real, I mean, like, you hadn't really gone viral yet. Like you were, you were getting there, you know? Um, but then all of the WBC stuff, like really, really started. And then all of a sudden, I think I, I think I checked your profile at one point and you had like 5,000 people. I was like, Oh, I was like, look at Sean. That's awesome. And then it was like 10,000 overnight. I'm all, Oh shit. Like, all right, Sean, yeah. look at you go. Like I was, I was so proud. And, um, and so, you know, you're still pumping out, like a ton of WBC content, like literally um, still, you know, giving us updates on like the Dominican league. And um, you just put out one and it was, it's in Spanish. And I don't know, I don't remember which one it was. Help me out, Sean. In Spanish. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it, was it like a highlight? Was it a news? No, it, I think it was news. I, it was, I think it was something 
in a reference to maybe like their first time being able to be in the WBC, uh, maybe? Spanish. Now I'm gonna mm-hmm. have to scroll back, see what we'll see what that was about. I would uh, I would attempt to do to like pronounce it, but I just know that I was that I would just absolutely butcher it and then embarrass myself more fully than player. I normally do. No, if I I want to say it was one of the uh, it was one of the new leagues or something like that. Now now I have to go back and like. Are you are you referring? Because I did just post about this a couple days ago. The Cuban uh, national team that's going to be playing in the uh, in the intercontinental tournament in January. Or is that not it? Let me hold on. I'm 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 scrolling back now and seeing what I'm what I meant, what I was looking at. I'm be, I'm gonna be real embarrassed if it was actually just if it was just that. <laughs> no, 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 you're good. I like you said, I pump out as much content as I can, so I wouldn't. Oh, are you talking about Jonathan Aranda with his interview? It, like the first interview ever he did in English? No, Do you speak Spanish? No, not that no. one. Um, but also very cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm like scrolling through my Twitter now. I'm like, what was it? Was I don't. Well, now now that I'm now that I'm scrolling, let's let's uh. Let's see here. See, this is the super professional content that all you that all of you guys pay for. So <laughs> this is what we tune in for. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that. Oh, that's that's good, Susie. Um, and I scrolled over, and now it just closed out. I love that for me. Um, so I know. Okay, so while I try and find this, let's uh, fast forward just a, just a little bit to um, baseball United and going to Dubai. Yeah. Nope. I think I said Abu Dhabi earlier to somebody and then realized I was like, that's not it. Dubai. So <laughs> they're both Emirates. Little... They're in the same country. I, I'm like, so I wasn't too far off, but um, tell me about how that went and like that, that whole experience. Cause oh my gosh. I, I feel like that in the, like the golden ball, <laughs> like that had yeah. to have been a whole other cool experience but so much different than wbc stuff am i yeah. way off base or no no like that's i mean you're you're right on with that i it's it's honestly so crazy that both happened in the same year because they <laughs> are such different experiences that i had the wbc for me was like what i planned for it was what like all of my content leading up to the WBC was for like everything uh-huh. that I made was for the WBC. Right. Um, and like is what I dreamed about going to meeting those players or even just like seeing the teams that were going to do well, in the new countries, um, all that and wrapped all that up after March, it was done. And then it was just like the normal baseball season. And I was honestly kind of sad for like a month. I was like, what do I do with myself? There's no more WBC for three years. Right. Uh, You're like, like, where do I go from here? Yeah. So, but, but then like the season went on, obviously like there's international baseball news year round. So they had no shortage of that, but about halfway through probably about this, like halfway through the summer, um i baseball united reached out to me and they were like hey we love like your international baseball coverage we love what you do we love the way that you cover the game um would you be at all interested in helping cover our league in the same way and i mean i was i was all over it i was, <laughs> I was like, super yes, stoked was like please. baseball in dubai i will absolutely be there <laughs> um so it it took a while for things to start forming as any like startup. Um, there were some delays like the, cause the league is brand new and it's, it's run by cash shake, the CEO and founder of baseball United. He's from Houston actually. Uh, I, I saw so that fun. nod to nod to the Astros and I was like, Oh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's from Houston. I believe he lives in Cincinnati now, but still he's a diehard uh, Astros fan, which is a ton of fun, but he, um, I got to talk with him and some of the other personnel with Baseball United once they were able to iron everything out with like the government and the like they got a deal with with the Cricket Federation in the UAE for I uh-huh. believe 15 years to have this league at minimum. So like wow. they're going to have the league for 15 years. So it's like going to be a very established league. And, and so now plenty for, of time to grow. for those that aren't familiar with Baseball United and what, what that is or what or what that is going to be. 
So yeah. basically, the Baseball United is basically like the MLB for, for the Middle East. And yeah, so okay. so Baseball United is a new baseball league. Like it is, it's a league just like any other league in the world. It is held in. It's going to be held in the winter, so it's going to mm -hmm. be more aligned with like the winter leagues. Okay. Um, so like you have Dominican Winter League, Venezuela and Puerto Rican Winter Leagues. Um, it's going to be held about the same time, November to January, February timeframe. Okay. Um, and it it's the first professional baseball league that is covering both regions from the south from South Asia to the Middle East. Oh, so, okay. so what that looks like is that area kind of right in between the two. You have the UAE, you have Pakistan, India. Um, Saudi Arabia is right there. Qatar is right there. So those mm -hmm. countries are the ones that are in the future going to have teams like franchises. Um, right now, there's four. There's Mumbai has one, uh, Karachi, and Abu Dhabi and Dubai. So India, Pakistan, and two in the UAE. So those are the four teams. By next year, by the next, by this, oh, I guess it's this year now. We're in 2024. <laughs> right. By this winter, there's supposed to be four more franchises. So it'll be eight total to start the first season. And then it will just act like a normal, like baseball league, professional baseball league, where you'll have veterans that are, that have played in MLB. You'll have prospects from the US, but also from that region. You'll have prospects from India, from Pakistan and the UAE, which is super cool. Uh, and then it's, it's one of the most diverse leagues I've ever seen. Like we, uh -huh. there were over, I think 25, 30 countries that were represented just at the showcase that I went to, That's awesome. which is you know me, like that's right up my alley. Like I <laughs> right. love the international aspect of baseball. So getting to meet the guys from all of the different countries was a, was awesome. But yeah, that's so that's what Baseball United is. It's it's a baseball league. This last winter, the one what I went to was the their inaugural showcase. So it was only two games. They didn't have a mm -hmm. season. It was two game showcase, like an all star event. And so you had like the two you had two teams of all star players, basically the best players that were drafted uh, by the Baseball United teams mm -hmm. and they played against each other in a two-game showcase in dubai in like a cricket stadium that they converted into a baseball stadium so it was the coolest thing ever that is awesome so will there be minor league teams as well like or just just um, the, I, the main? I don't think they're going to have like farm systems necessarily uh -huh. um if so it'll probably be a while until that happens right now their like biggest priority is just like filling out the league like filling out the like you only have four teams right now so they right, need right. more more than four filling out those teams with players getting owners to buy those franchises um so it's it it's like i said it's literally like a startup like company where right. they're just starting from the ground up trying to figure out how to get everything to fall into place the show the showcase was a huge success and like if you follow cash or like any of the other baseball united personnel on uh -huh. social media like they're all already starting to ramp up and gear it for the like next season which is in november so which will be their first season ever so like there's a lot of stuff that will need to happen before then but i have like the confidence that they're going to be able to get it all done before then um but with farm systems like minor leagues i don't think that's necessarily in the future um at least not not that i know of right so how so he was just like, you know what, uh, I want to, I love baseball. I also want, you know, like everybody to love baseball. Let me bring baseball to the UAE. Is that essentially like what happened or what, how, why, like, yeah, what was the I mean, point? So the, point the, 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 <laughs> the purpose behind it, I think for him was, and this is, I'm trying to like paraphrase what I've heard him say over and uh -huh. over again, because he goes on a ton of podcasts also. And, and by him, I mean, cash. Um, and he's the the brain behind all of this. Him and John Medrick, their co-owners, co-founders. I mean, he the what he said is that the Southeast and the Southwest Asia and the Middle East together, that region is like the largest region in the world that has never had professional baseball. Like there was for one year, I believe in two thousand seven or two thousand eight, there was one league, professional league in in Israel. Mm -hmm. um, it lasted a year and then closed down after that but other than that nothing in the middle east and never in south asia has right. there ever been a professional baseball league and so he saw that market knows how big of a potential that india and pakistan are 
and the UAE and Qatar and how much sports are growing in that area. Right. And something that he likes to say is that that region is the bat and ball epicenter of the world because they have, I think, 2 billion cricket fans, uh, 2 billion people there in that region. Uh-huh. 1 billion are cricket fans. And like bat and ball sport, like if you can try to tap into that potential of right. those kind of athletes and get some of them to try out baseball, like there, you're going to have some success. Like it's, it's hard to hit a ball with a, a stick. And so having players that already know sort of how to do that. Right. Like, I, I mean, I can imagine that you're going to have some great success hitting some good baseball players. So I think that what he wanted was to create a baseball league in that region. He's also of both Pakistani and Indian descent. So uh-huh. it was, it, it made sense for him. Um, had a lot of like a, a ton of support from former MLB players that are on the, uh, the the ownership group and uh, like former MLB personnel that are all all for this so he was like why not let's try it no one's ever done this before let's let's see what happens he's a he's an entrepreneur to the core like he loves social media so he loves sharing it all across all across the sh- social media platforms and so he i mean it was a huge success and i'm i'm glad that he tried it that's awesome i um i really want him to keep the the gold ball rule <laughs> um, yeah. I ab- absolutely adored that. And I was like, done. Yes, absolutely. Gold ball for sure. And um, one of the group chats that I'm in has a, a couple of like super, I don't want to say old school, but they're a little bit more curmudgeon than than normal yeah. folks. And they were like, no, absolutely not. That <laughs> is, is this banana ball, you know, like referring to the Savannah bananas. I'm like, okay. You want them to have fun, right? It's fun. Like we sports in and of itself oh, yeah. is supposed to be an entertainment thing. Are you not entertained? <laughs> like yeah. come on now. So yes, keep keep the gold ball. That's all I'm that's all I'm saying. Just definitely, definitely keep the gold ball. Yeah, and like fans fans that may not like those new experimental rules in baseball. The good thing for them is they're not going to see that in MLB. So they don't have to worry about that. But like rules like this that are experimental, that are fun, that are new, like how else are we going to know whether or not they work or are fun unless we try it? And in leagues like this, especially in such a new league, like this is the place to try those. Like I am all for like the golden ball, the uh, like cabanas on the field, like seating on the field. I don't know if you saw that, but like they're literally like – there was bottle service to these little <laughs> cabana on the grass on the field. So it's like stuff like that you never see in MLB. I am all for trying that in this new league. That's a ster- so so. Where were these cabanas on the field? Like were they in outfield, like infield, like the yeah. like the, the on deck circle? Like what are we talking about here? So it was in the foul uh, foul ground, um, uh-huh. and it's kind of hard to explain without showing you a picture. But I'll, I'll try my best for at least those that are watching the video. So like I said, it was in a cricket stadium uh-huh. and a cricket stadium is perfectly circle. A baseball okay. stadium is not, it's more of a diamond. Right. And so like you, it, the way that the foul ground was, was like if the foul line is here, there's uh-huh. like all this grass of like extra space that oh, okay. if you, okay. if you didn't have anything there or you didn't cut it off with the fence, like first baseman and third baseman would be running for days to go try to get those foul balls. So what they did is they put these little, like these little cabanas, these seats with like a little table in between and then just like a net in front all right. along on the grass, but all along the foul lines oh, um, so okay. that it would basically match the amount of foul ground that you have a, from a normal baseball field. Um, and it was a huge success. Like people loved it. People loved being on the field. There was even a couple of times that like, a foul ball would kind of go next, like a foul grounder would go next to the cabana and a kid would kind of like run out and grab it. It was so <laughs> funny to see, but it was a huge hit. Like you saw like servers come run, like running on the and off the field to like give like food and, and drinks to the, the fans. Bottle so service. <laughs> yeah. It was a ton of fun. That's awesome. No, I, yeah, no, I totally, I totally miss that. That, that would be awesome. 
I'll send send you the tweet. I tweeted out a video of them uh, while I was there. I'll send you the tweet so you can see what it looks like. Perfect. Um, If I was a professional, I would totally then, you know, like edit that into the video, but but I'm not. (laughs) So you're just that this is, you know, this is the the professional stuff that you guys pay me for, obviously. Um, Absolutely. So side note, I, I now see that it was the Nicaraguan League is what I was referring to. Oh, but, yeah. Yeah, that was, I was like, that. apparently that was back uh, on the 20th of December. That's, is, I was like, oh, all <laughs> I right was then. Say, that, that was kind of a while ago. And with how much mm-hmm. content I tried to pump out, I, I totally forgot that that was recent. But yeah, Nicaragua has their first ever uh, professional league, which is a ton of fun. That's awesome. That's- and like, I can't help, I, I haven't really talked to, any personnel in like any of the media members that I know from Nicaragua, but uh-huh. I can't help but imagine that a big part of that is because of their success in the WBC. Like this was their first ever WBC um, appearance also. And mm-hmm. so like baseball is going to grow like crazy because of that. And their fans are, are awesome. Like there were so many Nicaraguan fans in Miami to watch their national team. So I'm really okay. hoping that they get a chance to qualify for the next one as well. Oh my gosh. I can't, I can't wait. Um, tell me what that atmosphere was like in Miami for the, for those kind of like final ish games. Cause I know that, um, I, I listened to, um, a podcast and we had some of the guys on the hosts on, of uh, the just baseball, um, show and, yeah. um, Aram, we had Aram on last year and I know that he and um, Aram's Peter great. Jack He's went. such a cool dude. Aram's so cool. Uh, if I, I'm like, if I didn't feel like their mom, I was like you like you guys could be like a, like cool guys to hang out with but I'm I'm like your mom so I I don't think that's cool. <laughs> I don't think I can do that but um I remember him saying that like the atmosphere was just so over the top electric yeah. and n- like not any sort of playoff game ever and I was like oh my gosh like how much how much more exciting was it than like a than like a playoff game yeah, well, I don't remember, know if you remember Merrill Kelly in the World Series when he was like, he was go, about to go pitch the night before they asked him. And he was like, yeah, like, I've heard it's really loud in Citizens Bank. Uh, I guess this wasn't the World Series. This was, this was but like, he was like, I, I've heard it's, it's really loud in Citizens Bank Park, but um, I would be surprised if it was any, if it was anything like the USA Venezuela game. And the Phillies get, fans gave him so much crap for that. Right. Uh, this was, I guess, in the NLCS. But it, it, I mean, it's true. Like it was some of the loudest, it was probably the loudest atmosphere I've ever heard. I wasn't at that game, but I was at the ones after that with like uh-huh. Mexico versus Japan, USA versus Japan. I went to Mexico versus USA and Phoenix. It was ear piercing. Like it was wild how loud it got. Um, and like, I, I mean, especially in Miami, Miami was just different because it, the they picked the perfect pool to have in Miami. Oh yeah, the for sure. pool D was the Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, Nicaragua, Israel, and Venezuela. And if you look at each one of those populations in Miami, it's some of the biggest diasporas of all of those communities in the country, right. all in Miami. So you, every single game is packed. Whether it was Israel with like the Jewish population in uh, in Miami, or all the Dominican Puerto Rican fans, Venezuela obviously like such a big Venezuelan population there. Mm-hmm. So it, it didn't even matter who was playing; the stadium was electric. <laughs> so it was a ton of fun, and by far the loudest, craziest atmosphere I've ever been to. How much sleep did you actually get? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know what? That's funny that you asked that. Not many people have asked me that question. And I mean, I didn't hardly get any sleep. <laughs> like all of March, honestly, because like earlier when you asked or w- when you mentioned that, like you woke up at like four o'clock to watch a couple <laughs> of those games for Korea. I tried to do that every single morning. <laughs> like I was I was straight up every single game in, in Japan. I was trying to watch because it was like, I don't want to miss Shohei playing in right. In Japan for the first time in like six years, right? Or like Australia. I'm so sorry, but Australia beating Korea that was like an all time game. We don't we don't have to talk about that. It's okay. I was or very I was I was very sad. I was very. 
I know. I'm I'm sure, especially after having to wake up so early to watch it. Yeah, yeah. But that's okay. It's um, all right. Or like right. Czech Republic getting their first ever win in in WBC history. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. for the play for the fans that didn't get to watch, like wake up that early, they didn't get to see those. Or yeah. like you have Pool A, which was considered like the pool of chaos because it was it, it <laughs> ended with everybody going two and two, and yet uh, it. It was Italy and, and now I'm blanking. Italy and Cuba were the two that advanced, and uh-huh. Taiwan got eliminated, even though everyone went two and two because they oh. were all. Yeah. Was that the one? That was the one that had that it, it went it went down from uh, it went uh, to it went to like four or five tiebreakers. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah, I remember now. Yeah, there was some like crazy. Like if this and this and this happened, then we have to go by. And I was like, yes. oh my gosh! Like, was and it honestly, like runs even, or something? Yeah, like some what the like final score was divided by something. Like it was, it was like some crazy tiebreaker that I actually don't even remember what it was. Probably because I was totally sleep deprived. But I, I tried to watch as many of those games as I could. Um, and so because of that, I didn't get any sleep. And then. Like that was just for the pool games. I came back home actually for a week in between. I didn't, I, I came back before the end of the of the pool stage and then was home for the quarterfinals and then went uh-huh. to Miami for the semifinals. So I had a week, I literally had to work in between that week. Um, then damn, with, damn personal responsibilities. You're I like, know. come on people, come on. Those day jobs kill me. I know. Uh, but then I went for the semis in the final and there was no way I was going to sleep in Miami. Like I... Going to every single game, waking up as early as I can to go to the stadium as early as they'll let us in, staying as all the way until the last players are leaving the stadium, trying to get all the interviews and talk to players and media. Um, then I went to, got to stay with a friend that offered his home graciously for me to stay at. And we got to his house and even hung out there for a little bit. And then I would pass out, wouldn't wake, and then we woke up super early in the morning. So I didn't get like any sleep all of March. I basically just slept all of April. I did not wake up for a month. <laughs> you're like hold on my uh i have to i have to recharge now just give me just give me a minute you're so i don't really remember is... the beginning of the mo of M- the mlb season because i was asleep for the whole thing right your poor wife is just like uh hi do you do you remember you remember me i'm oh, i'm over here cool thanks i appreciate that yeah, yeah. That's so yeah. funny i'm sure i'm sure she loved she loved that like week in between where, where you're like Babe, I'm I'm tired. I just I gotta I gotta do the work and then I gotta I gotta wake up at four a.m. and watch to watch other games. Just you know, I'll, I'll uh, talk to you in April. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll see you in a month. No, honestly, like that was one of the coolest things. So now we're just gonna talk about life for a second. But one of the coolest things about like I'm I'm very relatively new to marriage. Only married three years. Very new, young in my marriage. But like getting to do all of the WBC stuff. I was gone for a couple of weeks and Dubai gone for a week. Like seeing how supportive she was of me was uh-huh. the coolest thing. And like, honestly, just grew us even closer. So really thankful oh, for her. Love that. That's so yeah. sweet. Um, see this, this is the type of coverage that you guys are, are getting from me. Okay. Like this is the really hard hitting stuff that I know all of you wanted to know. So, um, <laughs> So what are the, what are the plans uh, for the future, Sean? I know that, you know, WPC we say is so far away, but really it's going to, it's going to go, it's going to go pretty fast, pretty quickly. Oh, yeah. So what, so what's the plan um, up leading up to, I guess the next WBC, like yeah. I fully, I fully expect you to be at all of the pools at all of the games, Sean. So just, just know. Uh, we'll see. We'll see if we can go any to any more than I already did in 2023. That would be <laughs> quite the feat, but yeah, my, so I got short-term and long-term goals. Short-term, the plan is just to continue like WBC coverage. Um, like you said, it's seems far away, but it's really not like mm-hmm. it, we're in 2024. The WBC is in 2026, but qualifiers are already in 2025. And I don't know if you saw me tweet this out like yesterday, but they're already talking about who's going to be hosting the WBC in 2026. And because you reacted like that, I doubt that you saw this. Houston has officially submitted their bid to host the WBC in 2026. So stuff like that is already coming out. Like there's already news coming out that like new cities are wanting to host and like it might be like that news might be released before the season. So it doesn't matter when, what year it is in the off years, there is always WBC news. So my plan is to like continue covering every aspect of the WBC as much as possible to keep that Mm -hmm. conversation going. 
Um, that's for the WBC. I also can like plan to continue following baseball from like what I'd like to say from an international lens mm -hmm. um, a, a, as much as I can. Like there's there's baseball all around the world. People love to see, myself included, people love to see the international aspect of that, where the players are from, like their cultures, how growing up in Taiwan and playing baseball there is different and you develop differently than playing, like growing up in Venezuela. Like right. people love hearing those kind of stories um, of the young players coming out from all of these different countries. So there's always stories. I'll, I'll be trying to make more graphics, do more podcasts, right? Honestly, just a little bit of everything. That's the short term. Um, mm -hmm. Long term, like I do plan, I, I would love to do this full time. Like whether it's media or not, I want to work in international baseball, which mm -hmm. is hard because that's not really a market yet. Like it's so niche and so new that there's not really jobs in international baseball. It's more just like you can work for major league baseball or you can work for a team or a media right. company. So I'm trying to figure out what that looks like right now. Um, I like have my degree in sports management and I like have this experience from 2023. So I want to capitalize on that and I don't know, make my own job or work for some media company. I don't know what that looks like yet, but that's definitely like the long-term goal or at least the mid-term goal. Like in the next right. couple of years, I want that to be reality, hopefully praying for that. So, well, that's awesome. So let, um, we're, I'm going to, we're going to revisit your goal here in just, just a minute, but before I forget <laughs> my ADHD squirrel brain over here. Um, what other cities are up for hosting the WBC? Like, does I mean, besides Houston, obviously, like putting their their ring in the hat, ring in the yeah. hat, hat in the ring, um, ring in the hat. I love yeah. it. That's that's the new saying that all the the cool kids um, are saying it now. But what like what other cities are there that that have have um, put their name in the in the bucket? Hi. Yeah. <laughs> so. No, so with all of like with how much I love the WBC, my one sort of, I guess, qualm or like what I would improve or change is I, I still feel like there could be more transparency with uh -huh. the lead up, like the process of how the WBC is planned, because yeah. there's not really any information that's public until someone leaks or someone says like something. So, for example, like I was reading an article from the Houston Chronicle and mm -hmm. in there one of the city planners that is helping to like campaign for the they're bringing the wbc to houston was the one that announced that like the wbc venues would be um maybe announced before the season before the 24-24 season and in that article it also mentioned that houston officially submitted their bid for the 2026 to host so like it's stuff like that that i kind of have to dig through and uh -huh. continue searching and asking people uh reaching out to people for information on that but it's that stuff that we want to know like i want right? to know what all the different cities that are planning to host or want to host uh who they are and who's yeah. like who might be like where where i'm going to be going in, in 2026 hopefully <laughs> god willing um so and i think that that could be great content for fans as well but all that to, all that being said there's only two cities that have been like leaked that uh -huh. want to host of course miami's going to want to host like that's no question i'm sure yeah. la has submitted i'm sure mexico city or monterey um obviously tokyo is going to submit another bid but the only two that i've heard of are houston and san diego so oh, okay and again kind of leaked information with the san diego one uh -huh. someone posted a picture on twitter or on instagram one of the two of like the petco park sign saying like welcome wbc 2026 so <laughs> that's that's kind of how fans found out about it is like oh the padres or the san diego wants to like host the wbc in 2026 i no one had any idea they had to literally put it on the scoreboard for like fans outside the stadium walking around to see so those are the only two cities that i've heard of that that's crazy so um i mean if the WBC themselves like don't hire you, Sean. It it, it is a travesty. Like it, we need a we need like a change.org, like some sort of like petition to get you <laughs> hired by WBC because literally please, please. like I, I mean the ramp up to the WBC, if you weren't doing it, I guarantee you the majority of Twitter would not have been interested. I mean, like the stuff that you posted uh, back then, the stuff that you post now, 
like they're they're missing out on a on a huge marketing opportunity essentially especially for for uh you know 25 25 yeah 26 26 i was like wait why is that why does that sound so much 25 is qualifiers okay but i mean they're they're missing out on a on a huge marketing deficit right now like you could you could be doing all of this fun information that people wouldn't want to know like hey guys did you did you know that phoenix arizona has put in their name like yeah. And just keeping the WBC in, not maybe in the forefront of people's minds, but just there talking about it so that next time, like when it does come up, like 25, like we ramp that up just a little bit more. Like these are the countries and the qual- and the qualifiers. Like what are we doing here? Who, who, who's on the WBC like planning committee that we can, that, that we need to petition? Like where, where are their, where are their ats, Sean? We need to, we need to figure this out. Like uh, that, I mean, it. that's, that's a dream job right there. If I can do what I'm doing now covering the WBC, but to work for them and do it officially, I would be happy to, I would even just take over the, like, if I could just take over the world baseball classic, like social media accounts and just post like every day, multiple things and just like cover the off season for them. That's, that's even right there. Dream job. Cause they don't really post anything in the years off of the WBC. So yeah, shame. that'd be great. Yeah. That I mean, you're, you are right. And that's, I think one of the biggest things that I, why I wanted to start doing what I do is because there's such big potential for WBC ramp up mm-hmm. in the years that like before the WBC, right. which is why I started like last summer two summers ago, I'm getting all mixed up with the 2024 thing, but summer 2022, when they announced that it was happening, that's when I started making my graphics and started talking about the potential rosters, the teams that are going to be playing, like who's going to be on those teams, the provisional rosters, things like that. So that from summer 2022 up to March, there was like anticipation, there was lead up, we knew what to expect. And like, we're everybody was excited to see what those rosters were going to look like, because no one was really talking about that yet. So I only had from summer 2022 to March 2023 last time. Uh-huh. Now we're literally starting now. Right. Like I've, I've been talking about it since 2023 until 2026. So there's going to be even more potential for like a build up, a ramp up, like a slow beat increasing um, mm-hmm. for fans to be excited for it. Like people are already excited for the WBC and we're years away. So yeah, whether it's, whether it's Jim Small, the president of the WBC or the WBSC Federation, like I went on their website, they don't have any job listings. But if they if they do, I'm gonna apply. <laughs> well, so okay, so like I said, we'll, we'll start the change.org petition, get Sean hired. Um, that's that'll be the hashtag that that we start, Sean. Get get Sean hired. Hashtag get Sean hired. Every time that I come on here, you have like a mission for me. The first time was to get WBC, the WBC guy to be my nickname. And now yes. you want to get me a job. So I'm going to have to come on here more. Your life-changing stuff happens on, uh, you know, on this I, podcast. I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate that, Sean. I would not, I would yeah. not hate that. Like, um, I had, I had, uh, the, the guy from the, that runs the KBO, um, Twitter the um what what is it kbo my kbo yes dan um is it dan no dan mm. no, no 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 uh nope 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 that's i was like that's like the official one no 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 this is um Od- odelfer i can't remember I can't oh remember. yes yes yeah yeah he's super cool yeah yes. his so he has like the kbo in english account yes that yes he's yes, kind yes, of popping off right now too like he he started like kind of like i did just started out of nowhere saw that there was like a market that no one was covering KBO in English. And mm-hmm. so he's, he's doing great. Yeah. I had him on, on, um, the show a couple of weeks ago and mm-hmm. hysterically for some, I don't, I, for some reason I thought it was going to be, I thought it was going to be a Korean guy and he popped up and he was, <laughs> he was a white guy. And I was all, that's, you are not what I was expecting. That's, nope, <laughs> not oh, at all. that's hilarious. And so he's like, yeah, he just yeah. loves, he just loves yeah. the KBO. Yeah, he's a super and fan. He's awesome. He he was he was super awesome uh, to have on. And oh, that reminds me, he DM'd me a while back, and I forgot to DM him back. And I have to do that. So, um, but yeah, after I had him on uh, the show, the like it somehow got picked up on the South Korean charts. 
and I I, oh, I nice. had been tr like charting um, on the South Korean charts and then the the Japanese charts. Well, I don't know where y'all came from. I love but, it. That's great. Like, thank you. I was like, sweet, love that. So, um, but yeah, all of the international baseball, like, come on with it. Like, I you know, like that's why that's why I named the show Bourbon and Baseball so that we could talk about like all of the baseball, mm -hmm. not just the Astros, even though you know we do love the Astros. It's also fun um, to talk about. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah. I think so that re real quick, I think that I love, I love that, that you want to talk about like international baseball, just all of baseball, because like my personal opinion is that the future and the present, but the future of baseball is international. I uh -huh. think that the globalization of sport is like happening in every sport and baseball is following that track in a massive way. Like, I think that like 10, 20 years from now, it's going to be, far more international than it even is now and being on the forefront of that like before there's more like there's going to be more leagues popping up all around the world i think i think that europe is going to get on board with baseball i think that like the wbc is going to become like one of the biggest global international sports tournaments in the world it's never going to be like obviously like the fifa world cup but it'll be one of the biggest world cups i think so being on the like the forefront of that is super exciting and super fun. So yes, have international accounts on as well. I promote that. <laughs> but hey, by all, send them my way. Like I, I will just. I can do I, that. I, I, I will just be um like riding your coattails <laughs> and being like Sean, like help me uh, get more people on talking about international baseball. I would love that. Uh, mainly because it's so. I mean, the whole reason I kind of wanted that I started this podcast. Uh oh, dang! Like almost, almost a year and a half ago. Ooh, totally missed my one year hey. anniversary event. Whoops. Um, Congrats. Thank you. But the whole, I mean, the whole reason I started the podcast was a to have someone not an old white guy, and that's not a dig at old white guys, but um, you know, there's there's lots of um people out there that are not represented in the sport, like me included and so you know like a female voice in baseball is kind of what i wanted and i was like there is not many out here and so let's let's do that and i think the more that those those types of people you know talking about all of the types of baseball out there yeah it's got to be great right like all of yeah. those um different voices talking about mm. the sport that we all love i mean Everyone's like, oh my god, you know, like the the curmudgeons out there that weren't a fan of WBC. I'm like, you, how can you not love the WBC? Like, how can, you cannot sit there and tell me that you did not get hyped for the WBC? And if you didn't get hyped for the WBC, are you alive? Like, do you have a heartbeat? <laughs> do you have a pulse? What's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's funny because I I used to get really fiery. Uh, I would never like send anything uh, out like on, I don't like to be mean on, on social media, just as a general rule, don't be mean is kind of my, <laughs> what my right. go to, I don't want to say anything that I'm going to regret. Um, but like, I mean, honestly, like as the WBC went on and afterwards, there's still plenty of people that don't like the WBC or don't want to have to deal with their players getting hurt. And right. like, it, it obviously makes sense. Like no one wants to see Altuve get hurt. No one wants to see Edwin Diaz get hurt in the WBC, not be able to play for the whole season. That right. sucks. Like that, that there's no way around that. But at the same time, like it's not going anywhere. So there's not really any point to fight those who are fighting it. Like <laughs> I, I just kind of move on and, and don't worry about it because there's so many more people that do love the WBC all around the world now. Mm -hmm. um, and it's going to grow even more like exponentially in the next time that we have it in 2026 and then 2029. So yeah, I, I, I think that those people that don't like it, they're going to grow into it eventually. It's just too fun not to. So I, I'm, I'm so excited for it. Like I, I'm still I'm still excited to watch even like the highlights of, of the things, yeah, you totally. know, like when they like just randomly like pop up, I'm like, oh, I remember how I felt, you know, like, yeah. uh, and you know, my girls are almost nine right now, but when that, when the WBC was happening, they would, you know, like filter in and out of the room, but they're like, wait, countries can play baseball. Yes. Like, wait, I thought he was on, you know, and they would like, see the other random players and they're like why isn't he in an astros uniform i'm like well this is the wbc and they're like oh, 
that's so cool. And See, so that's the coolest thing ever. Like no one knows that this is how baseball can be also. Like this mm-hmm. is so normal and natural for so many other sports. Like soccer's been doing this for a hundred years. Like it's it's so natural for them to play for their countries. And it's like right. expected that the best players are gonna play for their countries. Or like cricket. I just found this out about this recently because I don't I have never followed cricket in the past. Right. But they never even had club play for years and years and years and years until recently. They only had they only played for the country. So it was of the entire oh. country, all, I don't know, billion people uh-huh. that are in India, hundreds of millions of people that are in India, 13 players got to play for the Indian team. That was it. Everyone else, like, you only tried to play for the national team. So, like, oh wow, so many, so many sports are, like, they, they're everything is playing for their country. They're playing for their national teams. Baseball's not had them in the past. We've had the Olympics, but it's not been the same because the professional, like, MLB players have not been allowed to play. Right. But now that we have the WBC, like that is a thing. And you talk to any of the players in the WBC, they got to play. They said it's the coolest thing they've ever experienced. Mm -hmm. The coolest atmosphere, the best atmosphere they've ever had. And like so many of them said that they would rather win the WBC than the World Series because they're playing for their country. And it's like their pride and their family that they're playing for rather than like a paycheck. Right. So it just means something completely different. Both are great. And I think they supplement each other yes, so well. For sure. Well, and it, it, not to get political or anything like that, but it was almost to the point where, where people, I guess, I mean, especially like Americans, like the United States is such a mm-hmm. big melting pot of all of the different cultures and all of the different nationalities and, and whatnot totally. that, that like the United States in and of itself doesn't have like the one like identity, I guess, you know, you know, like when you're, when, when you play for Korea, like, okay, Japan, like that is your, that is your country, you know, like mm-hmm. same with, you know, like Venezuela and Dominican, like all of those countries have so much country pride. Mm-hmm. And at no point in time, if you are proud of your country, is someone going to look at you and be like, oh my God, you're so racist. But then, like, if you if you're like proud to be a united like of America, and they're like, um, are you sure about mm. that? Like, you know. And so it was it was so interesting to see the the I guess the difference in mm. in pride. I don't want to mm. say pride, but like the the yeah, level no, of pride. That of, makes sense. Yeah, like the level of I guess love of country that like that that various um, players had, and you like you could just tell that you know like even though you know, some people were, you know, had parents of different nationalities or, you know, whatnot, like they, they were still proud to like wear that, that uniform. And it was so funny to like watch like Lars Newmark play for, for Japan and yeah. you know, like Tommy Edmund play, play for Korea. Tommy Edmund. Yeah. And so I was like, yes, like, you know, and people were like, Susie, are you going for team USA or team Korea? I'm like, I can go for both. I can go for everybody, okay? Because I just love baseball. I just leave you alone. <laughs> like, like I don't know why I got to pick, but you know, it was just it was it it you could tell the love of country, like the that the players had for their home countries, that 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 meant so much more to them. That this entire experience like meant so much more to them than playing for you know the MLB, like which yeah. like we hold as quote unquote better, but you know, like to play for your country, that's like the highest honor. Yeah. You know? So I just, I, totally. I just got like goosebumps every, every single time I like, I would see the the players come on the field for, you know, like um, when they, when they did their um, anthem and things like yeah. that. I'm like, Oh my God, I love it so much. I don't even know what they're saying in the, in the words, but it's it, like, you could just tell it. It was so cool. Um, oh yeah. I mean, I got emotional so many times watching them do like their anthems and, like the seeing the players represent their countries, like and how passionate they were and how proud they were to represent their their flag, like on their on their on our sleeve and the name of their country on their chest, like it it just felt so different. And I think that like obviously, like so many people in the U.S. have like a different um, take on what it would mean to represent your country, or like right. they would like some people would be proud of that, some people not so much. I think that for the people, like so, for example, like. I got to talk to Mookie Betts and asked him what it meant to him mm-hmm. to play in the WBC and represent Team USA. For him, he said it meant representing his family, 
Um, it said it rep meant representing like his, his family members who were in the military and like what they sacrificed for him and for the country. And like he wanted to, like he's not in the military and he can't do that, but he can represent the country in the same way that they did um, to hopefully honor them. And so it was just cool to hear those kind of stories. Um, everybody had a different reason why they were playing or what they were proud of. They're part of representing the country, of, of rep representing Team USA. Um, but like, if you look at, like, I think Cuba was really interesting to me to see yeah. all the dialogue leading up to the tournament, because like with a country that a lot of people would say is very oppressive, that a lot of the players do not want to play for their, for that team. Yeah. It's not that they hate Cuba or that they don't love their family or don't love their country. A lot of those players don't want to represent the government or represent what like what that oppression has meant to them mm -hmm. um and so a lot of players decided not to play other players decided i hate all of that i did defect to come to the us and yet i still want to show my love for my country for my right. family that's still there that's going through all these hard times i want to like encourage them and motivate them and give them something to root for in that hardship so like, I think it was really, it was for me, it was really cool to see that dichotomy and how s people expressed their love for their country in so many different ways, even in the US um, where everything's very divisive. <laughs> that feels just, you know, like a, like a country trait for now. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I mean, even like, I mean, like Rainier Rosarena's whole, whole story about- Oh, so you know, cool becoming you know like going in and asking the the mexican president if if he would grant him citizenship and like play and i was like i love that so much like you know oh yeah such a cool and, story you know and it just just like various like stories like that coming out just gave me chills you know like lars yeah. like lars Nubar playing for team japan that had never you know really spoke japanese but it's now like it's my it's it's my it's my country it's like it's a it's my people you know yeah and um it was just ooh, i just loved all of that so much don't yeah. don't mind me over here having issues with my headphones there you go. Um, but so it if you know fingers crossed houston does get that bid um i fully expect to see you uh for dinner at some point in time sean i will i, I totally. will buy you a drink and treat you to dinner and be like yes let's 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 talk about your experience um i i would love that but um, i love it that'd be great and I'll, I'll i'll be there if it's in houston i have to be there i mean i've lived in texas my whole life like i got it i'm in dallas it's a quick drive down to houston i'm i'm there for sure so um sean tell the people where they can find you and find all of the coverage and all of that fun stuff yeah i uh it's I, it's a little different than last time we talked. So last time I didn't even have a podcast or a YouTube channel or anything like that. So I on Twitter it's Sean underscore Spradling. Um, you have it on your nice little um, frame here, which is I don't even have to spell it out, which is great. Um, I on Instagram it's also Sean underscore Spradling. Instagram's newer. I didn't even have an Instagram a year ago, like for baseball. Now I do. I was like, what the heck? I'm going to Dubai. I need to post this stuff on Instagram. People want to see what's going on. So. I only have a couple hundred followers there, but we're growing. So follow us there. I say us, like you said, I got a little mini me in my pocket, I guess. Yeah. It's just me. I'm not working with anyone else yet at WBC. Please hire me. Um, my TikTok is at Sean Spradling. Uh, I have a podcast. It's called uh, WBC Central. It's on the Baseball Isn't Boring Podcast Network. You can find it like on their um, like stream on any podcast platform. So yeah, I just... I post content. I talk about baseball through an international lens. So if you have any interest in baseball deeper than just the everyday stats, if you want to know where players are from, their cultures, what like what's going on in the Nicaraguan League or the Dominican Winter League um, or anywhere in East Asia, like any any international baseball, I'm trying to cover it. So. Well, and I will post all of Sean's um, social media links and links to his podcast in the show notes. Um, so you can look for that there. Um, is there anything else that you want to let the people know, Sean? I mean, besides um, hashtag 
get Sean a job. Um, <laughs> WBC hire hire Sean. That's well, I'll have to I'll have to figure out the the official hashtag as well, and we'll put that in the show notes too. And I love then it. That's that's what we'll just tweet out all of all of the time. That's amazing. I love it. Well, and then once I do get a job, then we can credit your hashtag for being the reason. You know, I would love that. I I would love that. Um, I don't know if the WBC guy ever ever took off, but I'm gonna just I'm gonna say that that was that was on me too. So you know, don't just. <laughs> <laughs> I love um, it. But Sean, I, uh, you know, I appreciate you so much coming, coming on and I, we're going to have to do this more, um, more than once a year. I think, I feel like, you know, maybe every couple of months or, or something and just like check in, that would be, that oh, would yeah. be great. So, totally. um, I know we had, like, we had tried to, to set up stuff a long time ago and I was like, and then I got sick and then you were out of town and it was just, yeah, a whole, it was a whole thing. Whole thing so, <laughs> but we made yes. it work finally. Oop. Finally, yes. So um, again, Sean, I really appreciate you coming on and taking the time. And I'm sure your wife is like, can I can I spend some some time with you? So uh, I will I will let you go. And I so so appreciate you um, again taking the time out and talking about international baseball and WBC coverage and all of that fun stuff. And again, I will put all of those links to Sean in the show notes um, that will be out later. And I think that's it. So with that, I will say good night. But First, I think I need all of you to give us a five-star review, five-star rating, rating. Uh, give us a review. I would love that. Follow us on the YouTubes. That would be great. There's a red button over there that you can just, you know, click on it and hit subscribe. Tell all your friends. Tell all your friends. We would all love that as well. And uh, I think with that, we will say goodnight. I have found my mouse. And we will say goodnight. I'm going to end the stream now. Yay, baseball! Woohoo! Yay, baseball! <laughs>